Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the James Has an Opinion podcast. It's actually been a while again, but I'm here and I'm recording. Today, we're going to talk new music that's been dropping, some of my opinions about TikTok, some housewives, of course, and at the end, we're going to talk about Love, Victor. If you're not watching that, you should be. So anyways, I said I was going to do two podcasts a month, and that's still my goal. I just didn't get around to filming a second time last month. I have no excuse this time because I haven't really been busy the last few weeks. I mean, I've been kind of busy. Like, I am working an internship, but not nearly as busy as I was with school. So there's really no excuse this time. But hey, I'm here recording now. Let's talk about some music. We've had three albums that have dropped recently that I just wanted to talk about a little bit. So here are the three. And by the way, I'm stupid because I didn't write down any of their names. I never know names of albums. I'm just like... You can look it up if you want to have the specific name. We have B.B. Rex's newest album, Nicki Minaj's kind of newest album, and Olivia Rodrigo's newest album. So let's start by talking about B.B. Rexa. I've been a B.B. Rexa stan for the longest time before. I mean, to be honest, she definitely has had certain singles break in and be, like, very mainstream, like, um, it's just me, myself, and I, but that's not her, that's someone else. And she, she's had a few that have really been, oh, um, Hey Mama, that was her, but it's never her song. It's always her featured on someone else. Or sometimes she's not even credited for the feature. It's just, they use her voice. And I've seen her live a bunch of times. Not that I was, and actually I became a fan from seeing her live. So there was this, I used to go to the, um, like Kiss concert every year because when they came to my city, they go to this specific stadium where you can get these seats in the back and there were only 20 bucks a seat. So I was like, we might as well go every year. Because, you know, it was only 20 bucks. The artists at going to it, sometimes there are some good ones, but usually they really weren't that good. But every single year, BB Rexo would be there. And hearing her live, you guys, when you listen to her music, you think that it's completely auto-tuned. And I'm not saying to a certain extent, obviously, it is auto-tuned. But when you hear this girl perform live, she sounds exactly like her music, if not better. And I can tell, you know, it's not lip singing. Like, I can I can tell it's not lip singing. This girl is so talented. So that's why I got into her music, because I would go to this music festival, and she would just be there every year. And then I became a real fan. So anyways, she came out with the newest album. Her last album before this was called Expectations. And Expectations is a really good album. I'd recommend it 10 out of 10. It definitely, B.B. Rex's music is for a specific type of person. She's not the type of artist where if someone doesn't like her, I'm like, oh my God, how could you not like her? I get some people don't like that type of voice. For some people, it might be a little bit, I don't know. I don't know. A little, it sounds auto-tuned, but it's not. You know, it might be a little bit too much for some people, but I love it. And her last album, as I was saying, was Expectations. And this was such a good album. It was like the only album I listened to my senior year of high school. So I was super excited for this new album, and I like it a lot better than Expectations. My one critique of Expectations is it just had too many really dramatic songs. And here's the thing. I like a dramatic song here and there, but when you're listening to an album and half the songs are such like so dramatic, it's not my thing. That's why I used to love Lana Del Rey. I can't really listen to Lana Del Rey anymore because I, I don't like listening to sad music. I don't like listening to super dramatic music. I know it's for some people. It's just not for me. I'm over it. So I don't listen to Lana Del Rey anymore. I don't listen to Melanie Martinez anymore. Like, they're talent. These are talented women. I just can't do the sad. I can't do the dark stuff. I can't do the sad stuff anymore. Just for me, for my own mental health. So what I liked about BB's newest album, there are, there are a few sad and dramatic songs. But overall, I find the album pretty upbeat, pretty fun to listen to. It's just something you can always put on in the background or just, just listen to it. It's a good album. She's a great vocalist. 10 out of 10. 
Next, let's talk about Nicki Minaj's new album. So, Nicki Minaj released her original album again. I basically, and that's to my understanding, if I'm incorrect, DM me, comment on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. That to my understanding, that's what it is. She re-recorded her initial album. I was a very big Nicki Minaj fan once she became like mainstream, so around Starships. And then I was a big fan all the way through The Pink Print. The Pink Print was my favorite album when I was in eighth grade. I know I just said this about expectations, but Pink Print truly was the only album I listened to when I was in eighth grade that whole year. So even though eighth grade was isn't the best time for anyone, it's it, it's that was like one of my saving graces of eighth grade was... Pink print. I did not like Queen, which was her album that she released, I want to say, either last year or two years ago. I didn't like that album. There were a few good songs on it. The one with um, Lil Wayne was really good. Um, Miami is a really good song. But overall, I didn't like that album. Personally, I thought it was a flop. I don't think anything on that album really made it to radio hits or um, really got too popular. So I think overall, it probably was um, didn't do as well as maybe she expected or as how Pink Print or Pink Friday or Roman Reloaded did. But this new album, it's just her original album, but I wasn't a fan of her at the time. So to me, it's all new music. And I was just listening to it in the car with my sister. And we really like it. I, I, I haven't listened to it enough to know specific songs off of it. But it's a good album, and, you know, go give it a listen. If you go to Spotify, search Nicki Minaj. It's going to be her newest release when you look through the albums, and it's pretty good. I really like it. I've added some of the songs to my workout playlists. I've added some just to my general playlist. It's a fun song. A fun fun album with lots of fun songs. Okay, last music-related topic I want to talk about. By the way, I don't think I've ever talked about music before on this podcast Maybe I did in the 2020 recap, but I don't think I have. So now, now let's talk about Olivia Rodrigo. I love Olivia Rodrigo. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. These people that are generally becoming f- famous or relevant from their songs being played on TikTok, generally I'm not a fan. For example, I'm just not a Doja Cat fan. I don't like the music. It, whenever I hear her music, it just makes me think of like a TikTok because every single one of her songs is a TikTok trend at some point. No shade to her. She's clearly talented and has lots of fans. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of any of these people who, I'm not saying they come from TikTok, but that really got their growth on TikTok. But for some reason, Olivia Rodrigo is my exception. At first, she was not. When Driver's License first came out and everyone on TikTok was like, oh my God, this is the best song ever. I did not like it. I was not listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, who's this Olivia Rodrigo? I don't care. I don't want to listen to Driver's License. I just was like, I don't care. This is, this. you guys are just, just these artists that you guys are putting these artists that you guys are 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 are, are create not creating but really hyping up on TikTok. Usually, in my opinion, you got the wrong girl. You got the wrong guy. It's ne- you never pick a good artists. They're, they're always trash. Like even obviously Justin Bieber does not come from TikTok, but all of his new music that started on TikTok and now it's kind of gone mainstream. It's terrible. Like TikTok just ends up promoting the like ge- the generally the worst music. And it's fine. They're fun as a TikTok sound, but they are not fun to like listen to on the radio and everywhere you go. Anyways, but after Driver's License, I listened to the whole album because my sister told me to. And it's actually a really good album and I really like it. My one critique, as I said also of um, BB Rexa earlier, there are in, in this album, there are a few too many sad songs. I don't like listening to sad music. It, it just it just puts me in like a dark place. But the really uplifting songs I really like. And even some of the slower ones I still can appreciate. 
So overall, it's a really good album. I would love to be sitting here and saying it's overrated because everyone's talking about it. But you know what? Sometimes we're all talking about something because it's actually good. And that's what I'll say about this album. I, you know, Driver's License, I do not like. I think it's the worst song on the album. Never likes that song. But the rest of the album, even the slower songs that I'm like not feeling completely, the whole album is really good. I'd recommend it. I think the album's called Sour, but I have the memory of like a squirrel. So that could be wrong. I think it's called Sour, but it's just Olivia Rodrigo's newest and I think only album. So if you just search her name, you'll find it. Okay, so now I just have a quick rant about TikTok. This is not my original thought. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, her account is As Told by Kenya on YouTube. She made a video about this and I just think it's such an important message. So I wanted to spread it here on my podcast. Um, by the way, just on As Told by Kenya for a minute, I recently... Um, I don't know what the word is, subscribed to her Patreon. First thing, she only charges $5 and there's so much good content on there. Like, thank you. She is the only YouTuber that charges a decent price and puts good content on her Patreon. Every other YouTuber, they either put nothing on their Patreon, like nothing whatsoever, or they charge an absurd amount of money. So thank you, As Told by Kenya, for actually using Patreon responsibly and being nice to people who want to see your extra content. Because She's great. She, she's like my favorite YouTuber. And honestly, the only reason that I go on YouTube nowadays is to watch her videos. And sometimes I'll stumble upon something else. Well, actually, I watch HRH Collection, not because I like her, but I just think she's so fascinating, if you know who that is. But as told by Kenya is the only YouTuber at this point that I watch every single video. And she made this video about TikTok recently, and she made such a good point. And I think it just needs to be spread. She was talking about how nowadays people will tell you an interesting fact or say something and then you'll be like, oh, where did you hear that from? And they'll say, oh, I heard it on TikTok. Some random guy told me it on TikTok. It, and it's, it's kind of frustrating to me. What happened to research? What happened to fact checking? You can't just, some random person sitting in their basement making a TikTok, you can't trust that as fact. They're not journalists, they're not professionals. And I love TikTok. It's a great app. I use it all the time. Not trashing on TikTok. I'm trashing on users who so they find some random person on TikTok, say some facts, and then they talk about it like they heard it on the news. No, you need to fact check when you hear something on TikTok before you go around spreading it. So I just think it's really important that we remember people on TikTok are not held accountable for being honest, truthful, having sources. So we shouldn't talk about things from TikTok like they are fact unless we go to check to make sure that it's fact. That's all for today. Thank you, as told by Kenya, for bringing up this conversation. I think it's really important. Now, let's get into some housewives. If you're not interested in housewives, you can skip a little bit. This will probably be like a 10-minute segment. Who knows, though? Sometimes housewives gives me a lot to talk about. Sometimes it gives me nothing. And right now, housewives actually is kind of interesting. Last time I was on here, I think Atlanta had just ended. We were get, getting towards the end of Jersey. And we might, we may have, Roni may have just started. We may have had gotten one episode. I don't remember. It was about a month ago. So here's how I feel about all the housewives going on. We just have Beverly Hills in New York right now, which I like. I really like having two on at a time. And I think Beverly Hills and New York are both delivering. It seems that the fans are really liking Beverly Hills and not loving New York. But I think both are great. Obviously, New York is not as good as it has been in the past, but I think it's still good. It's not, you know, it's not Jersey or OC or Dallas. You know, it's, I think it's pretty good. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, 
We, I just watched the episode where Sutton was a complete maniac. I don't understand why Sutton can't just listen to what Crystal has to say. It's, it's like Sutton can't listen. Crystal's just trying to talk to her. Crystal was never being really that rude or anything to Sutton. I don't know. Sutton is just, Sutton is just like digging her own grave. And it's like, lady, just listen. We don't want to hear your explanation anymore. There's nothing else you could say that would change how we feel right now. And I'm upset, you guys. I was rooting for Sutton. I liked her last season and... I don't know. Maybe she will redeem herself. But these last two episodes with Sutton have been rough, especially with the Crystal stuff. Also at that dinner when she... I actually do kind of get that a little bit. If everyone at a table was texting and I wasn't in on the joke, would it bother me? Yes. But Sutton made such a big deal out of it. It's like, just say, you know what, guys, that wasn't cool that you were all texting and not including me in this. And it's over. But Sutton made such a big deal out of it. Um, Kathy and Crystal... I think are both great additions. I really like both of them. Kathy's hilarious. And um, we don't know too much about Crystal yet, but she seems pretty interesting. I liked how she was bragging about her husband. I like her. On another note, I'm not totally hating Kyle this season. You guys, I'm still, I'll never like for, I'll never love Kyle. I'll never be team, like team Kyle, but I'm not hating Kyle this season. I know, crazy. Who am I hating this season? So far, Dorit. Dorit has really been bothering me. I've never liked Dorit. You know what? That's false. The end of last season, Dorit kind of fooled me for a minute, but no, Dorit's awful. Dorit is terrible, but Dorit's the kind of terrible that I like to watch. Dorit's not terrible like like Emily on OC. Emily on OC is just terrible. Get her off the show. She's boring and terrible. Dorit is like terrible. She's a terrible person, but she's fun to watch. And yeah, that's all I have to say about Dorit. But Kyle this season, I'm not absolutely hating. And last season, I saw Kyle as the villain in a lot of ways. And my favorite on this cast is still Garcelle. She was my favorite last season. I love her this season. I love her on The Real. I just love Garcelle. I've noticed that actually, while most fans like Garcelle, there is a noticeable minority of fans who really dislike Garcelle. And I don't get it. I think Garcelle's great. And I think this season, she's kind of being the audience's voice. Because while there was, again, there was a... a a pretty decent minority of people that were really anti-Denise last season. I think most people were pro-Denise. So it's nice that Garcelle is showing that viewpoint. Because last year, me as a Denise fan, it felt pretty frustrating. Because the only people supporting Denise were Garcelle and then Sutton and Dorit a little bit. But I feel like Sutton and Dorit were more playing the fence. And then you had Kyle, Teddy, Erica, and Rinna, all compl- and Brandy, and Kim Richards, all completely against Denise. So... It was, it, it was, it's nice that Garcelle, I think, I think some people's criticism of her is that she's maybe playing to the fans too much, but I kind of like it. I, we need someone with that opinion. I don't, you know, if I was Lisa Rinna's friend and she did that to one of our mutual friends, I wouldn't just be like, oh, it's a new season. It's time to move on. I would be like, yeah, we need to discuss this. So love Garcelle. Moving on to Roni. I like Roni. Not as much to talk about because Roni is just as always a mess. Luann is just being the worst. Uh, Luann is just... Uh, Ebony was never insulting Luann's education or intelligence or anything like that. Ebony was just stating a fact that she is the most educated. You know, Eb- Ebony, I believe, has multiple degrees. Luann, I'm not even sure if Luann has a bachelor's degree. And at the end of the day, Luann, just because you speak multiple languages and have traveled does not mean you're educated. I speak multiple languages and I have traveled 
and there are and I'm that doesn't make me educated. It makes me fortunate to have given have been given those opportunities. It doesn't make you more educated. Sorry, Luann, it just does not. Now, if you had a degree in one of those languages, sure, it could make you more educated. But just and also, Luann doesn't even speak French and Italian fluently. By the way, really impressive that Luann speaks French and Italian, but she's not like this language scholar. I don't love Luann. I'm really liking Ebony. Ebony is giving me kind of how Dorinda was or Kenya Moore was when they first entered their show. I'm like, Ebony feels like she's always been there. And it's like, why haven't you been on this show earlier? She just fit in so well with the group. She fit in with the group. She fits in better with this group than Leah does. And I still like Leah, but I'm, I'm just saying. she Ebony is a great addition. Okay, Next, last little Housewives tidbit that I have is I got this Brian Moylan book. It's called The Real Housewives, The Real Story Behind The Real Housewives. And I've started reading it and I'm a little bit more than halfway through. And I will say, I thought I was going to read this book and I'd be getting all this insider knowledge about Housewives. And I'm not really getting that. Maybe it's because I'm one of those fans that I'm obsessed or I already knew everything. So that's what I was expecting to get out of it. But it's still a really good book. It's just really entertaining to read. And it, if anything, the book's kind of reminding me of more things about how these shows started and how the ratings were when they started. It's very interesting. 10 out of 10 recommend to read. But it's funny. It's one of those things where I went in thinking I was going to get one thing out of it. And I got something completely different out of it. But it's still a really good book. I'd highly recommend it. So yeah, that's Brian Moylan, the... The Housewives, The Real Story Behind The Real Housewives. So definitely, if you like Housewives, I'd recommend reading it. It's great. The last thing I wanted to touch on is that Love, Victor is coming back for season two. If you didn't watch season one, it's on Hulu, and you should go watch it now. It's by the same creators as Love, Simon, and it kind of tries to add on to that story. Simon is in a few episodes of the first season, but it's not really about him. It's about a whole new kid and his struggle of coming out. To me, it's a very relatable story. I really like it. It's, you know, it's it's not the best acting. The acting is probably, if you ever watched Pretty Little Liars or Gossip Girl, the acting's kind of there, maybe even a little bit worse than that. But the story is great. I think it's a very great demonstration of, um, in my opinion, you know, everyone can have their own opinion. In my opinion, it's great represent LGBT representation. I think the story is interesting. It's realistic. Lots of great themes in it. And I just recommend it to anyone. And season two is coming out. I think in the next couple of days, or it might have been today, so I'm so excited to watch that, and yeah, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I just wanted to bring that up in case anyone here is interested in watching it. So yeah, that's Love, Victor, and it is on Hulu, coming for season two. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the James Has an Opinion podcast. I had such a great time just talking pop culture with you guys, or at least the pop culture stuff that I'm pretty interested in. So yes, I hope you have a great rest of your day. More content to be coming soon. Of course, we're going to keep talking more New England and Real Housewives. So stay tuned.